to say a big thank you to all of you who prayed on Monday morning for the two people who tried the suicide. Both are alive and both are well. The boy has come out, or the man has come out of the coma. Um, the doctors have said he will need a liver transplant, but we have cancelled that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are going to, I beg your prayers again for one moment. We are going to pray for that new liver. In the Amen. Name of Jesus. Amen. Also, we're praying, the Lord gave me that word Sunday night, revenge. And um, the partner was the reason for the suicide. And the Lord gave me a word, revenge, that there will be no revenge, there will be no killings, there will be no nothing in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. We are praying for a new liver and all the brain, the mind, everything, and that the Lord will bring peace. A Amen. godly peace, a lasting Amen. peace, a lasting Amen. forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Martin into your able hands. We thank you for his life. We thank you for Josephine's life. Father, for this miracle, even the doctors in the we bless your holy name. We give you glory. We give you Father, we are saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sparing his life. Thank you for recovering his life. Thank you for this miracle. We Lord, what you have started will hurt. The one that has kept him alive for a reason. Father, Lord, when you keep someone alive and you heal, you don't have to have him. You'll make us whole. Father Lord, we thank you for making Martin's liver whole again. Making his organ whole again. For this new liver. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers in Jesus. Only you, God, can do this. And we declare a new liver in Martin. New organ, new mind, new heart, new peace, new attitude, new life in the spirit in Jesus. We pray that the Holy Spirit will be in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Against every revenge, we send them back to the beautiful in Jesus. We declare and we decree the peace of Jesus to Mount, the peace of Jesus into Alicia, the peace of Jesus to this relationship, into both families in the mighty name of Jesus. We cancel out every lie of the beautiful. We cancel out every anger, every revenge. And we declare the peace of Jesus, everlasting peace to this man's life in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare his salvation. We declare his conviction. We declare supernatural turnaround after the order of all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you. Amen. And only I cannot give you silver and gold I do not have. For God is the one that shall reward you, and he shall Amen. reward you in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Only heaven, fatherland of mercy and grace, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Only heaven. 
what did Jesus mean by the living water? If we jump to verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. What does Jesus mean by the living water? What does the, what's the depth of that word to you, to I, the living water? In the Old Testament, it speaks, the living water speaks of a thirsting after God, as one thirst for water. We all know that if we're in the desert, even if I am in Africa, all I want is water, because I'm not used to that heat. Our bodies is made up of 80% water. We don't need food, we need water when we are dry. Our flesh is thirsting after what is not satisfying the soul. It's only the flesh will be satisfied with the fleshly things. But that fleshly satisfaction, a new car, a new dress, whatever it is, that fades away. But when the Spirit of God comes in, the living water, it rises up and continues. There is no ending to the living water of God. There is no end to the Spirit of God. There is no end to the power of God. As we receive Jesus, we have received an unending water, an un unquenchable water comes in. Amen. In John 6, 63, says the spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. Jesus, again, I would say, he is the only one that is able to quench that inner thirst. Now, the woman at the well, it was no accident that Jesus was there. That was divinely arranged by God or by our Father in heaven. He sent Jesus to that woman. Only God knew her need. She was all mixed up, and God knew that. I pray by the mercy of Jesus Christ this morning that God will personally encounter someone, that Jesus will meet you at your point of need this morning. Amen. Yes, I, I, it is possible. It is possible just in this hour. God is the God of the supernatural. He's a God of the suddenly. Why is God sending the word again this morning? Our pastor yesterday prayed the opening charge that we would catch the word as it comes forward. So I pray again this morning that someone on this line, even myself, that I will have a fresh encounter with Jesus as the word comes forward. Amen. The Lord will meet me. The Lord will meet you at your point of need in the Amen. mighty name of Jesus. Amen. There may be some area in our life we are still holding back. There may be some area in our life that is impossible to you and I, but it is impossible to God. Yet we are not yielding that impossibility to God. Believing God can do it. Amen. God will help us to believe. God will grow our faith. God will strengthen our faith this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 15, the woman said to Jesus, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, and, and nor come here to draw. Before I encountered Jesus, I was a businesswoman. I was rolling in money. Property was no problem. Cars, no problem. Dresses, no problem. But if you came to my window at 4 a.m. in the morning, about that time, you would hear me speaking downstairs in my sitting room. 
banging, hitting my two fists off the floor and the carpet in the sitting room. And I can remember the, what I was saying. I didn't go to as a prayer. All I want is peace. That was my words every day. All I want is peace. The door between the shop and the post office, I'd look around, see no one. I would bang the door with my two fists. All I want is peace. That's all I was looking for. The cars, the money, the customers, the property gave me no inner peace. Don't get me wrong. Everything was there, but I had no inner peace. Food does not give inner peace. I was surrounded by food. I hadn't to buy my food. I had already paid for it. And it did not give me inner peace. But when I encountered Jesus, and since I encountered Jesus, I have never had as a Christian, but I've never had to cry to Jesus for peace. In Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, it says, as the deer pants for the two, for the water groups, so pants my soul for you. Are you panting? Are you still panting for God? After 20 years, after 30 years, after eight years, after three years, are you still panting for the world? Are you still panting for his presence? Are you still panting for the Holy Spirit? Or has the flesh come back in? My soul thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before the living God? Is it a burden to get out of bed every morning at five? Or is it a joy? Is it a privilege to come to church? Or will we stay on Zoom? Is that privilege, is that zeal, is that fire lost for God that we stay on Zoom under the quilt on a Sunday morning? I was speaking to one of the parishioners Sunday. I said, I can stay in my old clothes. It is a privilege on a Sunday, on a Sabbath to dress before God. I do not dress before man. If I can dress to go down to the bank, if I can dress to go out my door, I can dress to go before God. God is called the fountain of life, the fountain of the living water. It is that living and that fountain of life that is working in you and I. What changed me? What gave me the, that peace? That's inner satisfaction. Now I have no property. Now I have no money. In fact, I ended up on the side of the road with three children, three bicycles. But I had to, God had to bring me that way to find Jesus. I would have never found Jesus because I had a pope, I had a bar. On top of everything, I had that. He had to bring me out to bring me in. Well, one thing my children say today, thank you, mommy. Yes, we came out upside down. We came out backwards. God is not God of separation. But God, like, like Joseph going to Egypt, his dad would not have allowed him to Egypt. But God knew what he was doing. And God knew that I would never find God while I was selling beer. Never. I was destroying lives not giving life. 
God has called us to the fountain of life. Are we making this platform, are we making Sunday a religious, just a religious ritual, a religious obligation? Or are we looking to the fountain of life? Are we coming for living water? The prayers my sister prayed this morning, living prayers, living water, if we catch them, if we activate them, and if we believe them. Isaiah 55, 1 says, Ho, ho is an invitation. Here, Jesus is giving an invitation. Everyone who turns, come to the waters. Everyone. That Martin was thirsting. He is thirsting for peace. The partner is thirsting. They're not finding peace in each other. They did for maybe a year. Come. Jesus is that fountain that quenches that craving, that quenches that yearning. We are spirit beings. And carnal things cannot satisfy spirit beings. It is the spirit satisfies the spirit man. It is the flesh, the food that satisfies the outer man, the clothes, whatever. That's for the outer man. The spirit man needs to be nourished just as we nourish our outer man or the body with food. Now, to remain alive and to grow, we don't remain as babies. We don't remain with a baby body. We grow up mentally, physically, psychologically. So the soul too needs food to remain alive. Not just alive, but growing spiritually. Are you growing? Are you growing stronger in the fruit of the spirit? Are you growing stronger in the power, in faith? Are you growing stronger in the word? How many words do you know? How many chapters do you know since January? We can't give poundage jam. We can't give plantain. We can't give my might to God. But we can bring him spiritual food. What is the spiritual food we bring God? Thanksgiving, praise, worship, praise. That's what God eats. He is a spirit being. Likewise, our spirit gets excited when we bring the word, when we eat the word, when we digest the word. It gives life to the spirit. Your spirit is down. Your spirit is depressed. That lady, Josephine, is 60 years of age. On Sunday evening, went with a bag of tablets in the back of her car to commit suicide. But the hand of God, I didn't know until later that I had prayed in her house years ago. So God, this was a lady who prays in tongues. But it's not born again. How that happens, only God knows. Hasn't surrendered completely. It's called charismatic. Half lukewarm. Half there and not completely there. But God turned her into my friend. And from there, God took over. Our spirit gets excited when we bring the word. It gives life to the spirit because the word is spirit and life. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit to spirit. Food to the carnal body. Now Jesus is that word made flesh. 
in June 1, 1 to 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God is the Word. Jesus, who is the Word, is the only one that is able to quench that inner thirst, that inner longing. The woman at the well was thirsting. She was thirsting for inner peace, inner stability, inner satisfaction, but could not find it in men. I was, I was craving for an inner peace. I could not find it in property of money. In verse 11, then the woman said to Jesus, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. I'm not going in where she argued you were a Jew, we're a Samaritan. That's another for another day. I'm going where he, where she says, you have nothing and the well is deep. God is deeper than any well of Jacob. God is deeper than any or the deepest well God created. He is the creator of every well and all water that comes up out of the ground. He is greater than the greatest. He is bigger than the biggest. It doesn't matter how much money we have. God is greater. He is greater than that situation you are facing. Open up to God. Don't hold back from God. Open up your whole life. Give him everything. He is the God of the impossible. And he is the God of the possible. He is the God of the unbelievable. He is the God that is evil. The deeper you go in the world, that's the well. God is the well. Jesus is the well. The Holy Ghost is the well. The word is the well. The deeper you go in the Lord, the more you find out about him. The greater your faith shall be. Time with God is never wasted time. One hour with Jesus can save you a lifetime of heartache. One hour of Jesus can save you a lifetime of regret. One hour of Jesus can save you sudden death, can save you from suicide, can save you from mental torment, can save you from depression, can save you from misery in a marriage, misery in the home, can save you from worry and anxiety of children. One hour. One hour with Jesus can save you. Many, many runs to A&E in the middle of the night. Many sleepless nights because he watches over us as his children. You save money in the bank or in the credit union so that you can draw on it later. So you can draw on it in emergency. Prayer goes ahead of you. So that when you need it, you can draw on the power. I remember the first man, an Irishman, who did Bible study with me. He had a group of us. And he went for an operation. He was 70 years of age and he went for an operation. And he said to me after, he didn't pray after the operation. He was not able. It was a big, big operation. He said, I was drawing on my past prayers. The prayer you said this morning will be to your benefit this day. Amen. Amen. To you, your family, not just this day. The more faithful we are to God, the more faithful God will show himself to you. 
Amen. Amen. Just like in the bank, they know you. I want a loan of 10,000. No problem, Camilla. You're our faithful customer. No problem. Come in. Come to the top office. You're our faithful customer. No problem, God would say. Faithful child, what do you want? I love the piece in the Bible where it says, and God did as Moses asked. I was shocked with that one. And God did as Moses asked. In that verse 13 to 15, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Springing up everlasting joy. Springing up into everlasting peace. Springing up into everlasting health. Whatever you want as everlasting. Prosperity. Success. God, when man seeks you, man will unseat you. But when God seeks you, I'm talking of experience. When God seeks you, no man, no man, no man, no man, no man, I'm speaking from experience, cannot seek you. Touch not anointing this one. Remember the first word I said, you have the power. The woman said, give me a drink that I may not thirst nor come to draw. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, seek me first in prayer. Seek my word first. First thing in the morning for yourself. Bank my word. Save my word. Chew on my word. Digest my word. And all you need will be added. I will add everything good that you need to your day. In Ephesians 3.1, for this reason, I call the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the new Gentiles. It is wonderful to be a prisoner of Christ. I was a prisoner of business or their business. My brother came in one Sunday and I was doing accounts, doing the post office accounts. They must be done before Monday morning. And my brother said to me one day, have you no other life? I was immersed. I had to do it. I was immersed in that. But now I'm a prisoner of Christ. I'm a prisoner of freedom. I'm a prisoner of joy. I'm a prisoner of peace. Bound under Christ. The woman at the well found what she was longing for all her life. She found the deliverer. She found the savior. She found and she received. She received salvation. She received Christ's grace. She received the fountain of life. You cannot be bound to Christ and to Satan. You can't be a slave to money and a slave to Christ. Either one or the other. A, and this is the first word the Lord gave me. To be bound in Christ or to Christ is to be bound to freedom. That is the first thing that happened to me. To be bound to Christ, you are bound, you are chained to peace, to joy, to success. B, to be a prisoner of Christ, you're bound to mercy. 
when the Lord gives me that word that you're bound, I became excited. Now I see that I am bound under mercy, under favor grace. So instead of praying long prayers, uh, Lord, grant me double favor. I pray this prayer always when I go into the shops. Grant me double favor at the till. And it works all the time. People, two people, three people would say, go ahead of us, go ahead of us. But now that I've seen this word and God has given me this word, I just, I just claim my favor. I don't ask it only. I just claim it. To be bound in chains with Christ. Paul says, I am in chains with Christ. You're bound to eternal life with Christ in heaven. D, when you're bound to Satan, you're bound to him in eternal hell. You're bound to destruction. Because John 10, 10, if we believe one word, we must believe all God's word. John 10, 10 says, the devil came to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's what the devil did with my life. But then Jesus said, come on, I have come to give you life in abundance. I have come. I have come. You can, you have a choice. You can receive it or you can reject it. But I am offering life in abundance, river of life, fountain of life. This devil is a bad guy. But there's no good in Satan. I repeat it. There is no good in Satan. God is good. In Genesis 1.31a, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Tell yourself this morning, I am made in the image of God. I am very good. I am very good. I am very good. God has made me very good. My eyes are very good. My, my voice is very good. My nose is very good. My height is very good. My stature is very good. My manner is very good. I am eating. I am eating for life. I am very good. I am very, very good. I am meeting. I am meeting. There is no bad in me. I am. I am created. I am a spirit being. I am healed. In Romans 3.23, the Bible says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. As a prisoner of Christ, you're a prisoner of eternal life. You're a prisoner of grace and favor and mercy. You're bound, as I said, under mercy and grace. As long as you remain his covenant child, you are bound. You're bound to blessings. You're bound to safety. You're bound to that security. That's why we pray that prayer. I am good. And everything in me is good. Every word that comes out of me is good. Every thought in me is good. Because you're bound to Christ, you're bound to the faithfulness of God. You're bound to the presence and the power of the Almighty God. Mm -hmm. In Zechariah 3, 2, is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Zechariah 3 and verse 2. 
And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Kamala, chosen Jerusalem, chosen Kamala, rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? You are a brand plucked from the fire. You're a brand separated from the world. You're a brand plucked out of Satan's hand. Paul was a brand plucked from the fire. Chosen by God for what? To be an apostle to the Gentiles. To be a witness. Paul transformed by God. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Equipped for service. Launched into the ministry of Jesus Christ. God wants witnesses. God wants witnesses of the truth. Witnesses to the full truth. Who will witness his word and not be ashamed. Witness to the fullness of redemption. That's redemption of Christ in your life. Witnesses to the deliverance from the power of the grip of sin and disease. Ask yourself this question this morning. As I ask myself, is my life a witness to God's goodness? Is my life a witness to God's delivering power? God is looking. For that spirit-filled being who will witness and who can claim their territories by the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Paul was one of them that witnessed. Paul was one of them that knew from the hour, the hour he encountered Jesus, that he was equipped. What did he do? He was just completely lost in the ministry. He was committed to the ministry from the moment he encountered Jesus. He didn't care what the disciples were thinking. In Acts 9.21, they were sitting there in Acts 9.21. They were perplexed. They were yet afraid of him. Can this be real? Is this real? That's what they were thinking. They were sitting back watching. But that didn't hinder him. Being transformed by God, being spirit-filled, he increased the more in strength. He was on fire for God and nothing was going to quench that fire. I, brothers and sisters, still standing looking at me. My transformation was the, exactly like Saul's. It was overnight. And they are watching. The woman of the well and Saul, both of them, gave themselves as an offering to the Lord. Both of them turned over their lives suddenly. As Jesus appeared suddenly to both of them, both of them suddenly and faithfully and launched, handed over their lives to God. Launched themselves into the kingdom work. No Bible college. No school of disciples. No fear of man's opinion. No shame, no calling of a prayer meeting, no calling of a HOD, no wondering, should I? They knew, like I, they knew the darkness and they knew the light. They knew the lie and they knew the truth. It was clear. Where do you stand with all this? The truth is until you put yourself as first offering. 
We must put ourselves as a first offering, a living sacrifice without holding nothing, not holding back anything. Any other offering is a disgust to God. God is not looking for the song out of your mouth. He is looking for the heart of the singer. He doesn't want your song. He wants you first, then your song. Let us bow our head. Let us bow our head and repent. We're going to repent for taking back our lives. We're going to repent for backsliding. We're going to repent for our lack of commitment to the world, for taking the word lightly every day, for opening the Bible and saying, God speak. We're not speaking of the Lord. Lord. Not learning word memory first from January to Not backing the word for the next generation before the Lord to repent. Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of every way I have backed I repent, Lord, for my lack of commitment to the word. I repent, Lord, of not sitting one hour. 
God bless you, Pastor Camilla. Please join me as a church for the hands to Pastor Camilla and ask that the Lord will replenish her.